DBHDD is reminding people that the Georgia Crisis and Access Line can help those worried about opioid and stimulant misuse. The toll-free number is online and is active 24-7. More information at opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. It is July 1st, a politically significant day in Georgia, the start of the state's new fiscal year budget, and the date that many new laws take effect. We're already halfway through a whirlwind 2019 that's seen quite a bit of political news, ranging from the nationwide conversation on abortion and reproductive rights to electoral integrity to 2020 presidential hopefuls making early overtures to Georgia voters. Well, we're going to hear from the Heads of the state Democratic and Republican parties coming up on the show, so be sure to stick around for that. But first, GPB political reporter Stephen Fowler joins me in the studio to get an update on new laws and where we stand in July. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. First, let's set the tone for today's discussion. The legislature has been out of session for a couple of months now. 2020 election is not for another year and a half. Are we in a quiet period of Georgia politics? Absolutely not. There are so many things happening um, just because the legislature is not in session and because there's no immediate big election looming. There's still a lot of stuff happening from legislative study committees to campaigning for House seats, Senate seats, federal seats, things like that. So it is never a dull moment in Georgia politics. And that's why we're here today. All right. Well, today's the first day of the state's fiscal year 2020 budget, record breaking twenty seven and a half billion dollars. During his first address to the legislature, Governor Brian Kemp gave this highlight. My 2020 budget proposal includes a $3,000 permanent salary increase for certified Georgia teachers. So the new budget takes effect today. How is that changing things on the ground for teachers and other school employees? So, like he said, there's a $3,000 increase to the pay of employees and other certified school teachers. And what that does is it's going in and changing the base pay. So it's not a $3,000 check. Thank you for your service. It's changing the way school districts calculate how much they should be paying their employees. And it's given to the counties for the counties to then divvy out to uh, the school system. So it's not going directly from the state government's bank account into the teacher's bank account. So it goes in that sort of school district by district case. And education is probably the top focus and thing that has changed since the beginning of 2019. We have everything ranging from laws for dyslexia training for teachers, uh, increased awareness of cardiac arrest at schools, and the beginnings of courses like computer science for students in the future. Well, lawmakers created a number of study committees during this year's legislative session. They're going to meet in the coming months to dive into some big issues and see where they can find remedies. So what's on lawmakers' to-do list for these groups? So some of the study committees that have been created, Virginia, deal with things like e-scooters, everyone's favorite street-side scourge. (laughs) We also have some more serious issues like maternal mortality and trying to lower Georgia's rates and things like workforce housing and housing for senior living and heat-related injuries are just a few of those study committees that we'll have senators and representatives looking at over the next few months. Well, I think when we hear about study committees, it sounds a little less exciting than floor debates or in big votes. But how important are these meetings to the process of making laws? I mean, is this where they really get things done or really form their opinions? Take the e-scooter study committee as an example. 
the members that are on that committee don't necessarily represent, you know, East Atlanta or the suburbs or places where people are riding these scooters, but they're the heads of some of the other committees, transportation, public safety, things like that. So study committees are a chance for leadership to really dive into these issues and figure out where laws need to be crafted or not, so that then in the session when a lawmaker says, hello, I have this bill, then the study committee can say, aha, we understand this issue and how we can best apply it. So really, if you think about the legislative process of the sausage being made, these study committees are kind of the butcher shop where everything comes into to get things started. How about actual laws? I mean, what kicks in today that changes the way that people do things or can or cannot do things? Well, so today we do have the first day of the fiscal year legislative budget. Uh, We also have some things like the marriage age being raised from 16 to 17 and some requirements for emancipation there. Uh, You cannot fly drones in and around state prisons to commit crimes and drop contraband and things like that. And there's some more enumerated uh, penalties and punishments and things for crimes of things like swatting, calling in a false police alarm to something or staging a car crash or something known as sexual extortion, which makes it a crime for somebody to coerce somebody into publishing uh, nude or other intimate photos of somebody on the Internet. All right. That takes effect on July 1. But lawmakers can craft other start dates for legislation. So as we've made clear, July 1, the start date for many laws. But lawmakers can craft other start dates in legislation. Some become law as soon as they're signed. Others may start months or even a year later. As we know, the LIFE Act is due to start on January 1st of next year. But that has recently been challenged by an ACLU lawsuit. So what else are you watching that's still to come? So, Virginia, some of the things that you said that need to happen right now, right this second, take effect as soon as the governor signed it, like the school bus bill at the beginning of this session that closed the loophole of when you could pass a bus. Others take some more logistical planning and things for state agencies and other officials to figure out how it works. An example of that is AmeriCulture or, you know, growing of oysters and things on Georgia's coast. You can't just start the next day and say, all right, we're going to grow it. We got to figure out the rules. And on the court side, Virginia, what you're going to see is continue of this legal challenge that has been filed by the ACLU of Georgia. They say that the bill violates the 14th Amendment in two different ways. One, it's an abortion ban in violation of existing Supreme Court case law. And two, the personhood provision of the bill is too vague for women and doctors to know how to enforce it and how it applies.